It's Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. Hour number three of Green and Growing here, of course, with DeMarco this morning and Ann answering your calls, 404-872-0750. But got Jeff Roth and Rafael Santiago, chopmytree.com. It's that easy. Now, folks can go ahead and do a little bit of the research. They can even submit a request online, but to call the office and really, you know, kind of get something scheduled, wait till Monday to do that, right? Yeah, I mean, the office is open uh, Monday through Friday from 9 to 5. And if they don't want to wait, then they can do a uh, go to contact us on the website, and fill out the, uh, the information, and we'll get to them on Monday. Now, before I call you for an assessment of my property, and I know I'm probably, you know, likely going to need some trees removed or worked on or something, do I need to know what kinds of trees they are? Or no. you guys will take care of that? Yeah, we'll take care of it. Um, they just tell us when we arrive what they're looking to do, and we'll help them. Very good. So recently with the holidays, Jeff, everyone's super busy, but you guys kind of got a a head start around Thanksgiving. So cool that you were a part of the trees that were placed at the governor's mansion and the Capitol recently. And we had kind of a WSB tie in there because Clark Howard was invited by Governor Kemp and his wife to the tree lighting that was at the Capitol on December 7th. And you had a hand in that. Tell me how. I sure did. Um, We work with a real big company here in Atlanta, uh, Save-A-Tree, and they're responsible for taking care of the the Capitol and the the governor's mansion tree. So uh, the tree came uh, at the governor's mansion. It came from uh, Michigan. Wow. So uh, I met them there in the morning and pulled the tree off the truck and uh, helped them install it. They're right in, uh, in front of the Capitol. Now, did that get a police I'm, escort? I'm sorry, in front of the, uh, the uh, governor's mansion, yeah. Did yeah, that it get sure does. GSP, uh, uh, I guess, brings the tree down or clears the roads. Yeah. And then uh, the Capitol tree, uh, funny enough, we harvested that uh, about four miles from where I live. So I just drove down there from my house, and uh, it was the eastern red cedar. And uh, we pulled that out of there and I put that on the truck and uh, then GSP and uh, the Forestry Service took it all the way up to the Capitol. So that's a special tree. They didn't just go to a Christmas tree lot or Pike Nursery and pick out a tree for the Capitol. It was actually harvested off of someone's property. Yeah, funny enough, my neighbor. (laughs) That is wild. So you may not know, I guess, the ins and outs of of how that relationship started because you kind of came in the process midway. But um I mean, how was that discovered? Do you think the homeowner like offered it and said, hey, this is a great tree or a forester found it? Or Yeah, I don't know how that <laughs> works. I guess next year I'll ask. Yeah. Uh, all I know is the the uh, the governor's mansion uh, tree came from Michigan and this one came out of uh, Palmetto. And just literally like you would at a Christmas tree farm, that thing was cut at the trunk. Mm-hmm. They're putting it in water yeah. in the Capitol and it'll be fine for four or six weeks. Yeah, it's amazing. They We put this... Uh, this metal, I don't even know what, how you, what you call it, around the tree. And at the bottom of it, it had this mesh. So when I, I hooked up all these slings to the, the metal device and uh-huh. then pulled it up the tree, and then the mesh went up uh, around it, and then put a climber, took that off, and then put a climber up in the tree to attach a sling to it, and then we cut it, and then I lifted it up and set it on the flatbed. How tall was it? Um, 
25 feet, okay. 30 feet. Enough to like wear that. a climber. Yeah, had not to go our typical yeah. six to 10 foot <laughs> trees. <laughs> oh, and the branches were like real, everything was real dense inside that tree. So yeah. he really had to wiggle himself all the way up there. So then that came from the south side of Atlanta <laughs> mm-hmm. and made its way up to the Capitol. That's right. And I didn't go to the Capitol. There was another crane waiting uh, for that tree. And they've got a special way that they put it in there. So I don't know how that went. I'm sure it went fine. The it's way there. they hoisted it up yeah. and... Pl- Placed the scope in flat. So wow, yeah. that is so cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, some of the municipality work that you do as well. I know you've got a good relationship with Cobb County, but y'all have been busy, busy as far as providing safety for the community in such a way that Cobb County is looking at the things that we need to do to clear yeah. bridges and line of sight and all that kind of stuff. So that work keeps you busy too. It does. We did uh, approximately 30 bridges uh, where trees, vegetation were going in, growing into the bridges and uh, a lot of school flashers as well, mm-hmm. uh, clearing the line of sight for that. And probably about 30 or so traffic lights, line of sight, intersections, stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. The traffic part of me, we won't get too in-depth in this because I'm the only nerd in this room that would actually care about this. But uh, you contract out a company that sometimes if you guys are working alongside a highway or a road that you may just need to block one lane for a moment to move equipment around, you contract out a company that does traffic control for you. And I would have never even thought about that. I would have just thought one of your guys puts on a vest and kind of like asks the cars like, hey, stop for a minute. But that is actually like professional. That needs to be handled right. We do a little bit of traffic control. I mean, I have all the equipment and stuff that's needed for it. Uh, But when it gets to really busy roads and intersections and things like that, then we just call uh, a professional company. And uh, anything really close to an intersection, we have to have a police officer there as well. So be respectful of these guys. I mean, whether they're doing tree work or there's utility crews, you've got to slow down when you come into that area because there's so many people that are out and about in unusual places that drivers aren't expecting. So it's really good for your crew that they're kept safe with the professionals on site that are able to direct traffic. Yeah, it's really no more than typically a three to five minute wait. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the guys are pros. They know how to keep the traffic flowing. And very seldom do we have to stop both lanes Mm -hmm. uh, to do some work. And if you got a limb that's on one side of the tree and it goes all the way across the road, then obviously we have to stop it till we get it down on the ground. But the guys are real quick. They get it out of the way. So it's not that much of an inconvenience. Yeah. No, I mean, definitely heed Jeff's word on that for sure. You can wait three to five minutes to keep people safe and make sure everyone goes home safely to their families. Uh, Last time you guys were here, you had just done the covered bridge uh, on Concord and Smyrna. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of that work when you're doing this bridge work, multiple bridges in Cobb County, a lot of that stuff's being done outside of the bridge. So is traffic still able to kind of come and go as it needs to? Uh, Yeah, unless the the limbs are growing over the bridge. We had to to shut the lanes down a couple times. Like I said, it's it's a short short period of time. Yeah. But most of the time, the traffic's always flowing. See, traffic and trees, they go together for sure. <laughs> I knew there had to be a connection somewhere. Yeah. 404-872-0750. Have Zach calling from Clayton, Georgia, with a question for these guys. Good morning, Zach. Hey, good morning, Ashley. How are you doing? Great. Good Good to hear from you. I'm glad you called. <laughs> well, thanks for taking my call. Um, as the screener said, I live up here in the mountains in Clayton, uh, Clayton, Georgia, and several years ago at my house, I planted about 20 uh, bald and burlap hemlock trees, and they're beautiful. They look great. They're like a screen to my neighbors. 
Um, over the last 20 years, they've grown nicely, and they're all, I mean, they're probably double the size. Uh, I want to say they they average around 20 to 25 feet tall there. And each um, hemlock's got about three different trunks that are growing out of the ground. And uh, I'm just kind of wondering, do I need to pick a winning trunk and uh, cut out the other two? It's like thin uh, the trees to pick one that'll grow big and thick over the next 20 years or so. And, um, I'm just worried that they're going to like all start competing for the sunlight, all start competing for the nutrients in the soil. And so just want to know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, that's interesting. Cause I think of fruit trees as well, Raphael, which I know you and I aren't as familiar with, but you kind of have to, when establishing a newer young tree, kind of pick out the central leader, right? And then do away with all the other things. But some trees are naturally meant to form Vs and multi-trunk and all of that. Multi-stem trees, yes. Uh, good morning, Zach. Uh, if you wanted to do that, it depends on the reason why you're trying to... If you're thinking about uh, leaving the dominant trunk so it can thrive compared to others, uh, you should have done that uh, 15 years ago, when maybe when you planted it. You said 20, maybe when you planted the trees. At this point, I think taking a third or maybe two-thirds of a tree and leaving just one trunk growing could be too much of a, of a pruning operation. It could hard or compromise the health of the tree. I don't think that's a good idea right now. Oh, okay. Okay. If you have any uh, any of those hemlocks with uh, with uh, included bark, the the branch unions, uh, I don't. And I was talking to Ashley about this. I don't see hemlocks splitting as much. Compared to mm-hmm. other splitting trees like breadth of pears yeah. and some other species, yeah. there's there's common. But if you do have that, and there's so many subspecies nowadays that it's hard to keep track of. Um, if you have included bark, if you have bark pushing up against one another, the, what we call the V uh, split, that is not healthy, then in that case, maybe it's worth uh, taking the trunk out. Uh, but that's just for safety reasons, really. Um, if you have uh, what we call a healthy unit, a, a U-shape union, uh, when you don't have bark pushing up against another, when there's no, when you don't see water accumulating in the branch units in a, in a, in a junction of the trunks, um, okay. then I'll just leave it alone. All right. Well, oh. I can easily do that. Yep. <laughs> Self-assessment saves you a lot of time and money. Well, that's great. Well, thank you, Zach. Thanks so much for the call. Hey, thanks for doing what you do. All right. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much. Now, we've got more questions when we come back, guys, about tree repair, if there's some damage, limbs that look bad, where to even begin. So we'll take more calls when we come back. 404-872-0750. Green and Growing with Premier Tree Solutions. Stay tuned. You're listening to WSB. Well, still 43 degrees outside. That hasn't changed much since before 6 a.m. Partly cloudy skies today. High of only 47 and mostly sunny tomorrow. Highs in the mid-40s. And that's kind of what we're looking at for the rest of the week. The complete forecast coming up in 10 minutes. That part of the forecast brought to you by Finley Roofing. So I've got Jeff and Raphael with me answering your tree questions. And there could be the chance that you bring these guys out for an assessment of, you know, what it's going to cost to remove a tree, to prune a tree, looking at the health and determining if it even needs to come out. So some good questions from our callers and listeners today. Mark in Powder Springs, you're up next. Hey there, good morning. 
Good morning, everybody. Long time, first time, as they say. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. So the back half of my uh, property is all woods, and I keep it underbrush cut down and everything. looks really nice. Had a really large tree fall last week on its way down. It hit a smaller tree, one of the, my oak trees I've been trying to kind of help uh, grow. It's really tall and kind of skinny. I thought it uprooted it, but it did not uproot it as I looked at it closer. It kind of twisted the trunk. Um, maybe a, a foot or two from the from the ground, and um, as I'm about to start cutting up the tree, <clears throat> I like to try to save this this oak tree. It's really pretty tall, but it's only probably three or four inches in diameter. It's probably 25 feet tall. So my question is, when I move the tree from laying on top of it and want to bring it back up, um, is there something that I can wrap around the trunk uh, where it's been twisted, or some way to save the tree rather than and that rather than just having to cut it down, is there a material or is there any way I can save it? It's like say two feet from the ground, but it's probably 30 feet tall. So I would need something pretty sturdy to try to help save it. Is there something I can wrap it and try to try to save it? Hmm, I see the wheels turning. Yeah, no, I see. I, I Thanks for uh, the, the very detailed picture you put in my head. I can see exactly what happened there. Um, did uh, when the bigger tree fell on to the smaller tree, did it, take a good chunk of the bark off did it really do some uh, some good damage to the tree well it looks like it was tw- yeah it looks like it was almost twisted like it was like a some wind had gotten it and, and so it's kind of but it doesn't look like it's broken it just looks like it's been okay. twisted but it, it 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 has like a so it didn't uh, put any like dents shred, into the bark shredded type of, yeah gotcha okay sounds good did you check the uh, the ground around the tree to see if the tree started to uproot with the impact it, it didn't look like it did it was just really kind of odd I mean I think the thing is caused so tall uh, like I said, right. it, it, it just it, it just it kind of bent over rather than rather than uprooting yeah one good way for us to do a, some some more detailed assessment uh, send us a couple of pictures and uh if um, by by this it sounds like it the tree should be okay it, it didn't mention any for any uh, Serious damage to the bark and to the cambium of the tree. If the tree's not uprooting, if it just twisted the bark a little, uh, the, the trunk a little bit, it, the tree should be okay. There's nothing really you can do about it other than wait and see how the tree reacts. But is, there's nothing I can kind of wrap around. It's kind of when I'm so right now the tree is laying, the bigger tree is laying on the smaller tree, and so I can't really see underneath it until I oh I thought know, still there. I thought you had the tree, the bigger tree uh, removed. Oh. Okay. Not yet. I'm, I'm going to it literally just fell last week. I'm going to be doing it in the next day or two. Okay. And so once that happens, I'll, I'll be able to see if there's any. It doesn't look like it did. It looks like it just kind of laid it down on top of it. Mm. But my, my main thing is like if I, if I, the, the smaller tree, if I, if I raise it back up and trying to stabilize it, is there something I can wrap around the where it's been twisted? To kind of stabilize, to hold it up, to see if it, it can be salvaged. If you want, you know, <clears> if there's some, sense. if there's damage to the bark, and if there's you know dents and, and serious damage to the cambium, you know, if it was back 20 years ago, there, I'm sure there's you know probably several products that people offer you for you to use. But all of these products, they're not, it's not helpful anymore. They, there's scientific research that proves that they not really help trees when they're damaged. So uh, the best you can do really is to remove the tree as as fast as possible, the bigger tree. And uh, see how the smaller tree reacts. Yeah, you get into kind of suffocation and, and no oxygen exchange and stuff when binding a tree. But Mark, what I want you to do is send me a picture. Uh, Anne will give you my email address off the air. Send me a picture and I'm going to be the intermediary between you and Raphael and really let him kind of take a close-up look yeah. at the smaller tree. 
and we'll get you a good answer because that's a great question. It's complicated. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much. We'll be right back with Pike Nursery garden-inspired and upcycled gift wrap ideas. That's going to be really helpful for you as you plan the holiday next on WSB. with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. Good Saturday morning. Wrapping up another episode of Green and Growing right here on your radio dial, 95.5 WSB. But we never want to leave the show before we hear from Pike Nursery, the show's sponsor, of course. Busiest month of the year for these guys. So I've got with me Brittany Harper, who is the marketing manager for Pike. Brittany, I'd say you've been pretty busy. Good morning. (laughs) Good morning. Yes, we love Christmas season. (laughs) Yeah, it's like the holiday frenzy. And we certainly don't mean that in a bad way in a bad way, but my goodness, it just flies by and y'all have so much to do and so little time to do it, but there is still stuff to be done. There are still gifts to be purchased, trees to be decorated, all kinds of Christmas decor still available. So it's, it's still a festive, fun feel in the stores for sure. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not too late. I mean, and you know, Christmas is next weekend, but some folks maybe take their time doing decorating. So there's still, you know, some last minute decorations that you can be doing, or if you're going to any parties, you can pick up a, a host gift or a hostess gift and, and bring that along with you. Everybody likes that. Well, I do. I have a Christmas <laughs> gift exchange party tonight, as a matter of fact. So I will be stopping by my Town Lake store in Woodstock and picking up a few poinsettias. Why? Because you have a deal on them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So all of our poinsettias, all the sizes from the little two-inch ones that are great as like a teacher gift if you have any children, um, all the way up to the larger sizes, they are all buy one, get one 50% off right now. Now, I've got to say, Christina Edwards, our meteorologist, bought myself and Deborah Green, Mark Aram's producer, that little two-inch poinsettia. I have never seen anything so cute. I love it. Oh, it's perfect. You can use it as like a place setting if you're having a big dinner. I mean, it's just a perfect little touch of Christmas on your desk at work. I mean, they're adorable. Yeah. Yeah. I loved the size. Hadn't seen that. So um, if folks are like me, I mean, don't fret at all. It is the 17th. (laughs) You still have a week. John and I got our Christmas tree late from the Roswell location just a few nights ago. Um, But maybe procrastination pays off if you're still getting Christmas decor. Oh, yeah, for sure. If you're looking for maybe some lifelike uh, faux stuff, our lifelike Christmas trees, which are phenomenal. They look so realistic and they have so many like light functions. They're beautiful. Lifelike trees, reed, lifelike reeds, and lifelike garland are all 30% off right now. And so if you haven't done it yet, perfect time. And if you have already, maybe you can stock up for next year and get some stuff at a great price. And then also indoor and outdoor Christmas decor. So, you know, ornaments for your tree, Tabletop figurines, um, the outdoor lighted lawn ornaments. We have some stinking cute ones of like (laughs) a penguin holding a string of lights. There's these little red and white mushrooms that are just so adorable. I've got my eye on them to get some before the end of the season. And all of that stuff is also 30% off right now. And do we have to be a Play in the Dirt member or this is everybody? 
This is everybody. So, yeah, come on down, check it out. You can also go onto our website, uh, pikenursery.com, and go to the very top and look for the little link that says current ad. And you'll be able to see we have some other uh, Christmas savings listed there as well, like holiday bulbs are marked down right now. So if you enjoy growing some amaryllis, come and get those. You know, a few other select items as well. So check it out. Okay. Now, if you are an insecure gift giver like me, I just don't think I'm very good at it. Uh, There's a lot of stuff to choose from at Pike Nursery, whether folks are gardeners or not, but you can really upstage what you think is kind of a mediocre gift in the way that it's presented, Brittany, right? The way that it's wrapped, the way you give it to someone and deliver it. So you've got some really good garden-inspired kind of gift wrap ideas that I like because it involves kind of recycling and reusing. Absolutely. I mean, we're plant lovers, we're plant people. So of course, caring about the environment is just second nature, right? So these ideas are eco-friendly, you're upcycling, recycling, you're being inspired from your garden, you're walking and and, uh, clipping things out of your garden. So think about what you have around the house that you can use to wrap your presents. Um, For example, grocery bags from Aldi or Kroger or wherever, you cut those open, turn them inside out, and you can use that. That beautiful brown craft paper is very rustic, simple, but just really stunning once you um, uh, wrap a gift with it. And if you have children, a fun way to get them involved is take some cookie cutters or even the old potato trick where you cut a potato and you cut a shape into it and use it as a stamp with some craft paint and they can stamp a pattern onto that blank paper. Really fun um, way to get your kids involved. Other really great things that you wouldn't necessarily think would make beautiful wrapping paper, newspaper, like the black and white section or even the comics section. Very fun. (laughs) Um, Old paper maps, like if you've got an old like Rand McNally map or something like (laughs) that you're not using anymore. Who uses that, right? Um, Sheet music, also very beautiful to wrap. And then here's a really great idea, fabric. My mom's a crafter. I'm a little bit of a crafter. There's this beautiful Japanese tradition called furoshiki where they take you could use a scarf, a tea towel, maybe fabric from a sewing project, and use that to wrap a gift. And you just kind of fold it really beautifully and tie a little knot or a bow at the top. And it is just really stunning. Just look that up. Fabric gift wrapping. I highly recommend it. Well, and then that's kind of two gifts in one because they can keep the scarf. They can keep the towel. Yeah, that's a great idea. Beautiful. And there's, Beautiful. A, there's a Japanese name for it. I never knew. I didn't know either until I was looking it up and I said, oh, gosh, that's lovely. Um, And then, of course, you know, we want to talk about that garden inspiration. So when you're, again, look around your house, uh, that um, kitchen twine, if you have yard, even strips of fabric, you can cut and use that as a ribbon to tie around your package. And again, you're just kind of elevating the experience of giving a gift, right, and making it feel special. So it doesn't have to be purchased and fancy to to do that. It can be simple but beautiful and elegant and and still feel special to the person who gets it. So walk through your garden, look for fragrant stuff. Think about rosemary, um, other herbs like sage, cedar and juniper and fir and all those really great uh, conifer trees right now that are just, you know, living their best life in the winter. You can make little bundles with those clippings and tie a little bow and just add that as a cute finishing touch to your packages. If you 
clip a piece of a fir tree, like the very tip of a branch that's still nice and flexible, you can turn it into a little miniature wreath, like the larger ones that we have in the stores. Glue on a couple little holly berries, and it's a little tiny wreath that you can just top on your package. It's so cute. Um, And then one of my favorite ideas is taking a big, glossy magnolia leaf and a uh, gold marker and using that as the name tag on your package so the two from tag and just you know write their name in a nice simple cursive lovely thing and you use that instead of buying those you know pre-made tags so that you think that like fabric glitter type panel work on the leaf I definitely think you can use a gold like metallic marker. Wow. Um, I've you can use a whiteout pen if you have you know that. Yeah. Um, or you can use if you have like a little fine paintbrush and some white paint or gold paint, you can um, you know paint it on there for sure. Nice. Oh, very yeah. all very good ideas. Oh, and um, the garden, the little garden stakes like you would use in your herb or veggie garden to mark what type of seeds you've planted. You could write their name on that and tuck that in. Super cute. Well, thank you so much, Brittany, for coming up with these great ideas. A lot of good ideas, and especially the one to involve the kids. You know, if you're going to use just a plain wrapping paper, like a paper grocery bag, get some paint out, get some stencils out, and let the kids decorate that. That's going to be so great. Um, so oh, yeah, it is a great memory. Yes. So it is important to go to pikenursery.com to see all of the deals in store now. And the store hours have changed just a little bit, you know, as we wind down for the holidays. So what are folks looking at at the 15 locations, Brittany? Well, daily right now, we are 9 to 5, um, and then, of course, on the holiday on Christmas Day and New Year's Day, we'll be closed. And then we have a little shorter hours on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. We'll close at 3 p.m. just so all of our associates can go and be at home with their families. So plan ahead. That is, believe it or not, next Saturday and the following Saturday. It's already that close. And at last-minute gift ideas, you've got some in every department of the store. Oh, my gosh. House plants birding supplies, you know, you can give a tree, a beautiful shrub, patio furniture, wind chimes. You can get a pottery, like a piece of pottery and fill it with like a trowel and seed packets and seed starting. I mean, it's just go wild. There's so many great ideas in our stores. And let me just compliment cards, you guys too. I, I went to a party last weekend and stopped into the Holka Bridge location and knew I wanted to get a hellebore. Like I wanted to get a Lenten rose for the, the lady that was throwing the party. And y'all even had like the foil wrapper, you know, that, it, that oh, yeah. the plant Absolutely. fit right in. So I didn't obviously have to wrap it, but I brought it and the presentation was nice because it was in red foil and it just looked that much more stunning when I handed it to her. Right. And easy peasy. Walk in and walk out and you're ready to go <laughs> and did. impress your, your host. <laughs> yep. And gift cards, like you said, and you can even get an e-gift card online through mm-hmm. the website, pikenursery.com. Well, Brittany, if I don't talk to you before then, no, actually, we'll be talking on Christmas Eve. But still, Merry Absolutely. Christmas and don't work Merry yourself Christmas. too hard. <laughs> Oh, no, we're ready to relax just like everybody else. That's right. Oh, retail is a killer this time of year, but it is so (laughs) much fun. So, well, thanks, Brittany. Great ideas. Thank you. Merry Christmas, everyone. You too. PikeNursery.com. And when we come back, a few final thoughts from Raphael and Jeff from Premier Tree Solutions, ChopMyTree.com, next on 95.5 WSB. All right, 43 degrees in Midtown Atlanta. Hope you have a fun-filled holiday weekend plan, and I so appreciate you spending some of it with us here on 95.5 WSB here just for the next few minutes with Rafael Santiago and Jeff Roth for Beer Tree Solutions, chopmytree.com. 
I promise you will not regret having these guys out and do the work on your property. Uh, my family has used them. I have listeners who have been thrilled to have these guys out to the property. And they're doing a service for me and for you being here, giving us some great advice. We've had some good conversations. And one that I want to have, Raphael, but I'm going to let Helen start the conversation off, is about branches and trees shedding branches and at what point we should be concerned. But yeah, Helen and Marietta calling about a limb on her oak tree. Hey there, Helen. Welcome to the show. Hi. Actually, it's the tree itself I'm concerned about. Oh. We had some limbs removed. Okay. <clears throat> I'm sorry. We have a large water oak. It's probably 18 inches in diameter at the base. And we had some limbs removed, and obviously they did not do a good job because where one of the limbs uh, was taken out, rot has developed. Uh, we can even see birds and animals going in and out of it. Um, and then about Two feet below that, a large lump has developed on the trunk with um, a large knot uh, with small raised places going on either side from that lump. Is this a dangerous situation? Anything I can do? Is the tree dying? Hi, good good morning, Helen. Uh, Did you you notice any uh, tip dieback, branches dying back on a canopy? abnormal number of branches dying? Well, not, uh, no, otherwise the tree looks healthy. Now we do have, it drops limbs, water oaks do that, but uh, it's not unusual. Not unusual. Okay. Mm -mm. Uh, I don't want to go on a limb here and and give you something that I can't, I can't see what you, thank you for the picture you put in my head, but I'd like to see it in person. Uh, We do cover Marietta, so I'd love to stop by and take a look at this lump you're talking about in the trunk. Okay. Okay. Uh, as far as the dead branches go, uh, you had it right. Uh, branches die and uh, they, they shed. Trees shed branches. That's natural. The problem is if you st- start seeing a very unusual number of branches falling from a tree. And uh, back to the pruning job, the whoever did it, um, there are several ways to prune trees. And uh, the, the, the rule of thumb is you want to cut it back to the trunk. I don't know how they did it. You don't want to cut it flush. That way you open a wound and... Uh, Obviously, you know, there's going to be birds and, and insects and ants and bacteria coming in. So they're, they're correct ways to prune trees. And I don't know what type of job they did, but that's something I can assess to and let you know if there's something we can fix. Now, Helen, that lump or that growth kind of thing that you're talking about close to where the limb was removed, are you able to get close enough to take a picture or is it too high up? No, I can take a picture. Okay. Great. So, Raphael, before he comes by, we may be able to at least give you a head start on the job, Raphael, just to know what you're up against. So, Helen, I'm going to put you on hold, and um, Anne will give you my email address. Send me a picture. Send me one or two, as, as close and as clear as you can get, and then I will then give it to Raphael to really take a look at it. But, yeah, a bad prune job can really be the detriment of a tree. And it's going to be maybe two years before you actually see that tree die. That's how long it's going to take. Yeah, it's never immediate. Mm -hmm. It's always two, three years from that point, but it's going to happen. And then (laughs) you'll bring that tree company back out in two or three years and be like, hey, this tree died and it's the one that you worked on. Oh, it wasn't because of us. You know, so I mean, like they've got to know what they're doing and make a proper cut. Because once that wound is there, we talked to someone earlier you can't really bind a tree. You can't nope. wrap it. You can't glue a whole Nothing shut. None of that. It. Right. Nothing. Yep. So um, talking about when when they shed limbs and shed branches, and I mean, Helen has had the bad ones removed and it limbed up, which is a good thing. But uh, how much is too much? Like once my tree is just starting to drop branches left and right, how do I know there's a problem versus what's normal? And you've got about a minute or so. 
Okay. Uh, there are several, and that again, that varies from species to species, but uh, if you see more than, say, 20, reaching 30%, of, and I know it's hard to put a number on a percentage on a tree, but if you see more than two, three, and the, the period of time is very crucial, too. Okay. If it happens too fast, yes, your tree is in decline. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that's an easy tell right there. If it's uh, happened within the period of six months and you're having a very unusual uh, number of branches dying and falling from your tree, sometimes they don't even fall. They hang up there. Mm-hmm. But you can see them. Yeah. So that's a good way for you to tell if the tree is in decline or not. So, yeah, I mean, if I'm just there, like you said, over the course of a couple of seasons, maybe, you know, summer and fall or fall and winter, I'm just out there picking up limbs all the time. And it's not just after a storm. Something may be wrong. Something's happening, yeah. Jeff, going back to your point, this time of year, look up. What do you want homeowners to find? Yeah, look up. A pine tree's real easy. To, uh, and evergreens, the, the needles are still there. And if they're brown, then it's in decline or it's died. Excuse me, it's died mm-hmm. uh, with a, when it comes to a pine tree. Um, sometimes on the hardwoods, you can tell. Uh, there's maybe some mushrooms or a bark missing on some of the limbs, so you can tell if that limb is dead. Yeah. Come out there and take care of it. Chopmytree.com. It's that easy, folks. Jeff, Raphael, I always appreciate you. We'll have you back around February, maybe, and start getting folks on the calendar for spring pruning work and injectables and how that can uh, stop the things you don't want your tree doing. Yep. So appreciate you guys so much. Looking forward to it. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Merry Merry Christmas Christmas to y'all, too. What a fun conversation today. Y'all have gotten a lot of good opportunities with Cobb County, with the governor's office and the mansion and the Capitol. So you definitely want to be in touch with these guys. Have a great weekend. Thanks to DeMarco and Ann as well. We'll talk to you soon. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.